All right, now we're actually starting. Hey, hi, hello, welcome. <laughs> it's me, Chris, a.k.a. Tom Burrito, and... And me, Nate, a.k.a. A Little Teapot. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're here, you know, doing another episode of Space Time Taco. This is definitely the new the new intro. Um, <laughs> we'll, make, we'll do it eventually. We'll have a real intro eventually. Uh, I'm working on it. Life is a thing that we deal with. I think... I think maybe I'm hearing a lot of rustling in the back. I think that we just got uh, some Outback Steakhouse delivered to the house. Uh, <laughs> Kim, probably not the best timing. Was there Outback delivered? Oh, Outback was delivered. All right. Um, no, I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not super hungry. I can always eat. You know me. Um, no, I have spent the last two days. Uh, at the the wonderful Maryland Ren Fair. Yay. I, I want to go. I want to go so bad. Oh, guess what? Kim still has a second day pass. I'll just have to buy another pass, and you have to come with us. Mm. You've never been? I've been, like, once when I was a kid. Nate hasn't been since he was a kid, honey. We're going. We'll have to let us... me know when this is. No, we're going to drop it on you last minute and be like, bitch, you're coming. <laughs> I don't care what your grandma needs today. Uh, <laughs> Let me just grab my sword. <laughs> oh, actually, you can't take swords in. Nah. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Even though there are people with swords, I don't fucking know what's going on you with have that. You have to what? If you bring or if you buy a sword there, they have to stay packaged. Yeah, but people, it says outside you're not supposed to bring swords in, and I see people with fucking swords all the goddamn time. Fake? Sounds like security is pretty lacking. Possibly. All I know I mean, is what that are you going to do? Stop me? I have a sword. That's true. What are you, that's like... <laughs> what are you going to do? Stab me? <laughs> <laughs> and then I stabbed him. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, I've had a nice couple of, like, two days worth of, of um, various alcoholic beverages and random food substances. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll say, I am a big fan of, um, a big fan of, uh, the, there's a buffalo chicken, like, empanada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking delicious. This is basically just a buffalo chicken hot pocket. <laughs> basically. Um, <laughs> and I'm also a big fan of the scotch egg. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a scotch egg is? Something that involves like a semi-boiled egg. So it's it's a because it, it, it's there. Obviously, it, it's a more <laughs> closer to a hard-boiled egg, but it's a hard-boiled egg that is basically just wrapped uh, in sausage. Okay. Yeah, great breakfast. That's literally That's I come when I go and I go in and get a a, 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 a what did I call it? Fuck. I'm pretty sure one of the more important parts of a Scotch egg though is to soft-boil the egg though. <laughs> Again, this is for the normal <laughs> consumer. Um, while, yes, you are correct in saying that, um, they don't really do that here. Um, well, I guess not. I mean, it's outdoors. Most of the food, as far as I remember, is also made outdoors. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all it's a bunch of fried shit. There's, there's fried... probably, like, health hazards and shit like that. Yeah, it's probably not too bad. They've made it better. Um, that's the one thing. Well, because it is a permanent space... Uh, it is always being like uh, the, the upkeep. I think is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, 
There's not too many germs you can't kill by deep frying the shit out of something. So. True. Deep frying and drinking alcohol. I feel like it's all good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was fantastic. I um, We hung out with... I went by myself today, but yesterday we hung out with a whole bunch of of uh, our real life and internet friends. Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna say Maki and Kimono were there, uh, nice celebrating Kim- or uh, Maki's husband's birthday, 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 um, along with Sensitive Joy and fucking a uh, bunch of the people in her Discord. Uh, mm-hmm. Wreck It Raven, I actually got to I, I've talked with her with them before, but. Um, yeah, Wrecker Raven was there. This is why you gotta go, Nate. You gotta come and hang out with the peoples. Well, I would. I have, you know, I have that weird anxiety thing where I never go to these kinds of events by myself. You so. have anxiety? <laughs> oh no, that's just that's a rumor I heard somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there with like it, the two biggest rumors right now is who's gonna be playing. Uh, who's going to be cast in the Fantastic Four and does Nate have anxiety? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But as we all know, and I'm going to keep it going, he is just a being that exists only on Wednesdays in the gutter. Um, (laughs) In every gutter. (laughs) I'm only bringing up, I feel like I'm getting, I'm trying to, I'm forcing this, I'm making it a thing. We're going to make this a thing. You just have to make a little design of me peeking out from inside a gutter, yeah. like fucking Pennywise. <laughs> we don't, we don't float, we sink. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what I said last time, but it's similar. <laughs> we all sink yeah. here. Uh, when I when I offer you a balloon, I'm probably just going to actually give you a balloon <laughs> and not like rip your arm off. It's like <laughs> t- here, take this, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually not a right. It's just it's like a balloon animal that you made into a middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey kid, you want a balloon? <laughs> what is it? Fuck off. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So Nate, I've been getting drunk at at a Renaissance fair. What have you been watching slash reading? <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as what I've been watching, I really only have one thing on the list this week, and you said you read everything that was out of this already. So, But uh, I started watching Pharmacy in Another World, which is a confusing title because there is another anime <laughs> called something like Alternate World Pharmacy or... Oh, shit. Did I read the like wrong that? thing? No. Um... I forget what the other one's called, but that one came out before this one did as an anime anyway. Um, but One of them stars a kid, one of them is an adult, and the adult one is more mm-hmm. harem I think. Yes, it is. I probably read that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to give people the idea, Pharmacy to Another World is another isekai, in this case not necessarily transported to another world, but more like reborn in another world. Um, you've got this guy who's a pharmacologist, he's working in Japan, um, working himself pretty much to death, um, actually in this case literally to death, (laughs) um, to the point where I remember one of the scenes in the first episode, he's noticing what time he's going to bed, he writes this time down on his hand, 
and then writes what time he's going to wake up, and he's literally, literally like in two days worth of work, giving himself forty minutes to sleep. Um, but he's driven by something. This isn't just him like being overworked. He mm-hmm. is overworking himself because of something that happens. I'm going to keep most of the spoiler free, so people are actually interested in watching the show well, rather than so me just telling them what happens. You did mention mm-hmm. that last time. Um, mm-hmm. You did I guess, spoiler, but I mean, you really okay. do find out pretty quickly. It's because he wasn't able to save his sister who got sick. Yeah. Um, so. Well, he was also a child. It wasn't oh, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like, oh, I couldn't figure out the thing at <laughs> the time. It's because of his his sister's death. He basically had devoted his life to cure as much shit as he could, basically. Um, yeah. And then he wakes well, up as a as a five year old. How old is he in this fucking show? I forget how old he is. Um, a t- not a toddler. He's at least under ten. Yeah. I mean, it's one of these weird things where he is waking up in someone else's body who yeah. presumably must have actually died before he woke up in their body. Yeah, it because really that was, is the. <laughs> it, it really is like um, this kid, he basically was training under his father, who is a pharmacist in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whatever his dad's treatment technically did work, um, yeah. <laughs> because it brought but, the kid back, just not the right kid. Uh, <laughs> well, he was struck by lightning, and not too many people come back from that. So. I, forgot, I forgot about that. Part, yeah. <laughs> yes, he gets struck by lightning, um, and so this this pharmacologist who dies wakes up in this kid's body, and the kid's name is ironically Pharma Pharma de Medicus. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like as on the nose as you can possibly be. Anime and manga don't always have the most creative. No. But uh, fast forwarding through the plot here a bit, Farmer's whole stick is he is basically stuck in this world where they've got like 18th century medical knowledge and he's got 21st century medical knowledge and also ridiculous magical powers let him create and destroy matter at will. So (laughs) as long as he can understand the chemical composition of something, he can just make it. Um, And so he uses these powers eventually to start on the sly giving people better medicine than what the rest of the established medical knowledge in this universe happens to be. Um, one of the major events that takes place is the empress of the kingdom that he's in falls ill. Um, turns out she's got tuberculosis, which is another one of his abilities is able to diagnose um, people's illnesses or injuries with his magic eye thing. Um, turns out she's got tuberculosis. He whips up a treatment for her. And because he's challenging all this medical knowledge that these people have established over presumably decades, maybe even centuries, um, has to basically stake his life on whether or not she lives from his treatment. So, gives her the treatment, she does eventually get better, and that spurs him to start his own pharmacy. Now, mind you, the anime is titled Pharmacy in Another World, and we don't even get to see the establishment of this pharmacy until, like, the fourth episode of the show. Oh, wow, it really does take that long. Okay. <laughs> it I know does take a while to build up. A lot of a lot of the animes like this, they, they not rush, but they get through the, the early stage of that shit pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So I was wondering how long it took for it to get to that. Um, well, it's actually kind of good it takes time to get to that, because I think one of the things that is the most endearing about this anime is not necessarily that it's a slow burn, because it really isn't. It's the fact that instead of being the protagonist who's transported to another world and who has all these godlike powers and then is just immediately worshipped by everyone for everything you do, he has to 
sort of challenge the systems and the structures that are in place of this new world he happens to live in. Um, he has to hide certain things about himself to keep certain people from basically persecuting him from who he, for who he is. Um, his pharmacy very quickly becomes the most popular pharmacy in his mm-hmm. basically kingdom. And he has to deal with the repercussions of that. And the fact that he's driving a lot of the common pharmacists who all kind of actually belong to more or less a union, yeah. <laughs> this world version of a union. They call it out a of guild, business. but yeah. <laughs> um, he's basically driving them out of business to the point where the head of this guild goes completely off the rails and says like, if you do business with this kid, we're just going to kick you out of the guild. And because if you're not a part of the guild, you can't do business in this town. You will just basically suffer. Yeah. Like, um, that actually becomes sort of the main plot line of one of the most endearing episodes so far in the show where this pharmacist is in the guild. He happens to visit Pharma's pharmacy because his daughter is sick and he doesn't know what to do about it. Turns out, luckily, she's just got the flu and Pharma has exactly what is needed to cure her. Cool. I'm glad you got uh, up to that episode. I really like that part you. of the uh, the story because it really yeah. is like in the I don't know if it how much it portrays it in the the anime, but he really is like I brought you in through the back or he brings him through the back and the the pharmacist mm-hmm. is like, oh, he doesn't want the peasants to come in through the main entrance and all that kind of stuff. And yes. then he eventually tells him at the end, it's like we brought you through the back so we didn't have to get you through all the deal with all these other mm-hmm. people to keep it the infection as like limited as possible and all that kind of stuff. Um, yes well they do say that they actually yeah. do give him that line where he's thinking to himself oh he bought me through the back because he doesn't want anyone to know i'm yeah. here when really farmer just kind of turns around and tells him matter of factly no it's so you don't get everybody else sick yeah. <laughs> um, and so does end up curing his daughter it's a very touching moment where you know unfortunately this this common pharmacist because now this common pharmacist because everyone knows that now he's done business with pharma his story gets completely trashed and mind you this is like a place in a city where they're very much living in their stores um so his entire story gets trashed he doesn't know what he's going to do he's got a wife and a child and he's distraught at this point well pharma thought hey i need to start my own guild because my medicine actually is better and is helping people and I need to have a way of showing people that and not just force them all to come to one location all the time. Yep. Um, and so he hires this other pharmacist, more or less, starts a guild of his own, and now has a branch pharmacy. Um, earlier than that, of course, we also get the cosmetic shop as well, which also boosts his revenue a bit. Um, but it's an endearing story in the fact that you have this kid who has all these amazing powers, who essentially is being treated up to this point in the show as a god, like as the literal embodiment yeah. of a god, mind so, you. Yeah, okay, so at that point, you <laughs> definitely had the interaction with the church. Yes. Okay, god damn so it, that whole thing. He's, yes, he's being, I mean, they do like a total 180, and they're just completely nonsensical about we don't, it. We, also, it. So we don't have to go completely into it, because like you said, you didn't want to go super yes. spoiler, obviously. But um, basically, Pharma more or less is being treated as like the literal avatar of a god on Earth at this point. But he never lets that feed his ego. He never lets that knock him off track of what his mission is, which is finding a way to treat the most people and do that fairly and equitably in a society that is not so fair and equitable. <laughs> um, and so you get this really endearing main character who's really just 
honestly a little goody two shoes and you can't help but love him at the end of the day <laughs> he's also got a great cast of supporting characters around him who are all just not so in their own rights but also very caring and do pretty much everything they can in their power to help him along the way um i expect great things from the show coming forward it's not like a super high budget over the top animated show it's no mushoko tensei or anything like that mm -hmm. but it is it makes up for everything that is lacking just in plot and character development. Um, and that's what's really good about this one. So yeah, it definitely if you was, haven't watched it, then do so. Yeah, I was going to say, it definitely was one of the ones that I I just blazed through. Um, I want to look to see if I can find it so I can see how many actual episodes there are. Isakai Yukaku. 42 chapters. 40, is this the right thing? Let me double check. I think this is the right thing. Yep, 42 chapters so far. So I don't know how much has been adapted and how much it's going to adapt. And I don't know, it could be one of those situations like we've had before where it's, while yes, they both, it's an anime and a manga, it might be light novel first. Um, mm -hmm. Which I hate. Nothing against light novels. Me, personally, am not a light novel fan. Um, that, that doesn't hold my attention. Yeah. I mean, light novels are exactly what they say on the tin. They're just light novels i mean they're very light on content um they're short they're sweet they're made to be re read in volumes rather than one whole book that's di divided up into separate chapters basically but i think to really dive into light novels you have to be a fan of fantasy novels in the first place mm -hmm. um for people like me that's just not the case I mean, I've told several people that as much as I tried to enjoy Harry Potter, I didn't back then when it was first coming out. And now I have more reasons to, not as an adult. So. Fuck Harry Potter. Um, I'm perfectly fine with all these people making Harry Potter products because they're doing it in a way where they're making it and none mm -hmm. of the money goes to a turf. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so... Pharmacy in Another World, good show. Go watch. Yeah. Do not confuse it with Drugstore in Another World, which is the other one That's I tried one. to come, think of before. It's the one with the, the busty blonde one, right? I believe so. Or the redhead. It's one of the two. Let's see. I don't know. When I looked it up for the first time, all I saw was Lolly on the cover, and I clicked off. Oh, so I, mean, I didn't even know about the... I was thinking about down here in the... If it's the one with the whole cast, it's the, the redhead in the armor. No. I do not know. I don't remember the cat girl. I literally clicked images just for this. Drugstore in another world. Um, what is the whole title here? Drugstore in another world. The, the slow life, life of a cheat pharmacies. Yeah. And so I clicked on images and it's just lolly cat girl, lolly cat girl, lolly cat girl. Figures of lolly cat girl. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, Nate, I hate to tell you this. Um, that is not what my Google image search looks like. So I think... <laughs> I think, God damn it. Yeah, you're... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Nate is telling on himself. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's the lolly part. I'm pretty sure it's the cat girl side. You're safe. Um, I know you enough that I know it's the cat girl side. <laughs> Listen. I'll cut this if you want. Girl, it's not the like. Let me know. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, you hate cats. Um, I don't hate cats. Oh, cats hate you. Yes. Okay. Well, speaking on anime still, um, I 
recently binged the entirety of the case study of Vanitas. Vanitas? Vanitos. Um, <laughs> it is a very comedic drama. It's a, it's a dramedy, kind of. Vanitacos! <laughs> um, but it's a vampire show. Vampire anime. Um, mm-hmm. And hey, guess what? Yes, it's hilarious. And it has some really good story to it. And um, I love a lot of the things that are in the show. Uh, but yes, it is very, hey, where vampires, you can't not have sexy vampire moments. Because, you know, the act of sucking blood is always horny for some reason. Um, <laughs> but I have found my new favorite, uh, my current new favorite anime character. Um, his name is escaping me. Manitas Caricatures. His name is Noe. Uh, so the two main characters are Vanitas and Noe. Noe is a vampire. Um, Vanitas is not a vampire. Ooh. Not a vampire, but has the blood of the Blue Moon. I think it's the Blue Moon vampire bloodline or something. It's fucking weird. Um, running through his veins. He's basically cursed by cursed, technically, um, by these vampires. Um, Mm. And his goal in life is to save the vampires uh, as a human. Um, It's really good. Really fun, enjoyable story. I'm really hoping we get more, because they've only had one season, and from what I've seen, it's I don't think it's done done yet, but there's a lot left to it. Um, If it takes too long, I'm going to just read it, because you know me. Uh... But I highly recommend it. It's all currently subbed and dubbed on on the Crunchyrolls. Um, but I just love this doofus motherfucking character. I'm gonna throw him up on the screen real quick because he's currently my <laughs> he's currently my background on the computer. Where did I put yeah. it? No way, Arts Feast. This doof. Look at this doof. New <laughs> <laughs> boy. <laughs> He's got uh, dark skin and red eyes, and I'm gay now, so, okay. And you're gay now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not only that, so both of the main characters, both of the male main characters, have female love interests that they have relationships with. Um, but mm-hmm. the entire show, there's also the constant will-they-won't-they they suck each other off. Their blood. <laughs> their blood. Um, between the two guys. Uh because his blood has a special like taste to it, and also no way has the ability when he sucks someone's blood, he can see their memories. Um, mm. And because of how Vanitas is in his blood and his special blood or whatever, he actually was told by his teacher to not to basically hold on to your memories, do not let anybody access your past, kind of thing. Um, so there's more stuff that we don't know about him, I'm sure. Uh, and we got a good bit of his backstory which is nice normally you, you get gotta wait a couple of seasons before it's like okay this is why he can't suck him uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing no. sexual it's all blood um i just discovered dominique and now i'm back in the other direction again <laughs> it, nate you can you don't have to pick a, a direction which one's dominique black haired lady has a sword Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That is Noe's Noe's uh, love interest. 
Um, there's also... Uh, so what you're telling me is I can have both. God damn it. There's also... <laughs> I already forgot her name. No. Talking about the second female love interest? Johan. 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 Johanna. Johanna. Vanitas. I think it's like Johanna. Johan. 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 The Hellfire Witch. Jean. It's Jean. I think it's pronounced Jean. Yes. Jean. Yeah. Jean. Yes, because they did the Japanese pronunciation as Janu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on top of that, there's also a character that is he has J E Jean Jean J E A N N E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's that's Vanitas's Vanitas Vanitas Vanada love interest. Um, but there's also a character named Dante, who is 100% in a gay relationship with uh, Johan, um, mm-hmm. but. The reason why I bring up Dante is the fact that he is voiced by Ian Sinclair, my favorite anime voice actor. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is a good show, and my favorite dub actor is in it. <laughs> mm. uh, and if you don't know, uh, Ian Sinclair voices... Um, oh, what is his... I, I'm horrible with names off the top of my head. Ian Sinclair voices, most recently and best known... Uh, he is fuck. Where's yeah? Krenosoma, Soma in Fruits Basket. Uh, he does Soei in the Slime Diaries. Azami uh, Nakari in Food Wars, which is the father of the Nakaris. Um, he plays Sherlock Holmes in Case File Number Two Two One, which I also highly recommend. That shows fucking awesome. Oh, he's licked licked in Fire Force. Um, he is oh duh he's Brooke he's Brooke and he's the the English voice for Brooke in One Piece, um in Magna Swing and Black Clover. He is one of the Somas in Fruits Basket. Yeah, he is the serious Soma, the like mm-hmm. spoiler. I don't want to spoil it. Never mind. He is a very important character that is a big reveal drop in um Fruits Basket. He also did Wise in Dragon Ball Super Broly. Oh yeah, it's just he's that's he's that character in all of the super in mm-hmm. the uh, Dragon Ball movies, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's he's done a lot. He's got quite a resume here sitting in front of me, <laughs> and he's very good at playing like either the very serious voice or the ridiculous dumbass voice, uh, mm-hmm. and that's a big part of why I love him. He also had a role in Borderlands as Baron Flint. I don't know what game that was, or, or what character that is. So, Flint was one of the very first bosses you fought. Or no, Baron Flint was not one of the bosses, but Captain a, Flint was. He's a bandit lord. Bar- he is a bandit lord. Can I mention the final piece? He commands a small... Okay. He was just one of the minor bosses in the game. Yeah, I know, but you had to be level 30 to beat him. Or he was level 30. I mean, trust me, you do not have to be level 30 to beat these bosses. Just, they're all just bullet sponges anyway. Uh, but yeah, yeah, highly recommend. Definitely check that out. If you like uh, both vampires and possibly gay vampires. Uh, and also definitely gay vampires. Because 100% Dante and Johan are, are, are uh, hooking up. 
Um, <laughs> that's how you say it, right? Hooking. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> on top of that, uh, it's been a while now, but yes, I finally finished all of Sandman. I highly recommend. Um, if you are a fan of the net of um, Neil Gaiman's writing in general, if you're a fan of comics, uh, I'm not a fan of the comics because the art. I can't do the art. The art is not my thing, and that just detracts me from anything. Um, mm -hmm. But from what I have heard from the people that are fans of the comics, the story is very similar. It is a really good adaptation. Um, mm. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but from the way it's sounding, Netflix might not be picking it up for another season only because of how expensive it is, um, mm -hmm. which sucks. Uh, I wish they were like Disney and were like, we're going to keep throwing money at this. Um, but it won't It won't happen like that, sadly. Uh, I don't know. Have you watched any of it yet? No, I have no. not watched any of it yet um, because I'm not really subscribed to Netflix anymore. Oh, or someone else is not subscribed to Netflix anymore. Um, a lot of these shows I am waiting till they have completed their runs. Um, and then so get like I, a free, a free subscription with a different email. <laughs> I really well, yes, I guess you could say a free subscription. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely doesn't involve uh, boats or we, people who may be on we, boats. We try not to promote piracy unless it's for companies that have made it impossible <clears throat> to uh, mm -hmm. actually legally obtain things, like HBO Max. Yeah. Fuck you. If there was HBO an animation Max. on HBO Max, then please go steal that shit. Um, Even the creators are trying <laughs> to do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I wait for that. That's how I got Love, Death, and Robots. That's how I got a bunch of other stuff. But, okay. Um, you knew they really, yeah. you know they release those, like, week by week. Um, also, Netflix just drops entire seasons anyway, so. Oh, I know. So, usually I wait till the season of something is out, and then I get it that way. Um,. Sometimes I used to even get things that I know are probably not going to be so good just so I can watch them before I start looking at reviews of them, like yeah. these terrible Full Metal Alchemist adaptations they keep coming out with. Are they really that bad? <laughs> They're so bad, dude. They change so much of the plot oh, that, like, that. actually gave characters motivation and a will to do things to just complete and total... They keep characters who, like, literally died in the anime. Like, they keep them alive so they can be, like, the main bad guys. I'm like who? This like fucking weirdo general who you wouldn't even know the name of from the first That's episode. The the, the, not, the uh, yeah the ice guy. Not from, no, not that guy. But I, I forget exactly who it is. But if I were to look up, what is the name of the dude who shows up from the east in this? It's not um, Scar. Well, so the latest one they actually did was Scar, yeah. right? Um, which is really weird to do a whole movie based on Scar and barely have him as the main focus of the oh, movie. It Okay, I was going to say, does it only focus on Scar's story? Because, I mean, to be honest, Scar has enough of a story that he could fill an entire fucking movie. Well, no, the problem is, is they try to do this thing of a focus on Scar, and then they flip back to Ed and Al, mm -hmm. but um, they brush over almost the entirety of the Ishvalan Massacre. Oh my god. And so it's like, why is Scar even around for most of this movie? <laughs> um, they don't handle the Ishvalid Massacre well, either. Um, sort of the, like, sort of those brief moments of PTSD you see from people like Roy and Armstrong, who is cast 
terribly in this fucking adaptation, by the way. Is it like some skinny scrawny dude or something? Well, no, it's still a buff dude, but okay. like they try to replicate the facial expressions from the anime in nope. live action, and it is some of the cringiest things you've ever seen. Um, I'll admit that is the one <clears throat> thing. Like, of everything that is involved with the One Piece adaptation, that is the <clears throat> one thing that I worry about the most, is them trying to replicate things. Because um, the world of One Piece can be very serious, but the reaction faces done in One Piece are absolutely ridiculous sometimes. Like, between the like the weird scrunch-up faces or the fact that they'll have things where, like, a jaw drops and eyes are popping out kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, same thing, Naruto did the same thing. Um, I feel like of the big three, the only one that never did any, like, ridiculous face things was Bleach. Uh- <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then, like, okay, here he is. So characters like Ling, for example. Ling and his sort of cadre being kind of essential to a major arc in the original Full Metal Alchemist, mm-hmm. he just kind of shows up in the Scar movie. Really? And does not contribute a whole lot. <laughs> are um, the two protector people his like escorts still with him his escorts are still with him but they get none of the amazing character development they had in the anime at all they're kind of just oh spooky ninjas in the background yeah. um so has, has any of this touched on greed yet um i don't i i couldn't honestly tell you um because a of- lot of this is largely forgettable yeah i was gonna say because um, that's the thing uh, with 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 lynn's character so much of it becomes about him in greed mm-hmm. so. well that's that is sort of sort of his entire arc there is his combining and sort of internal battle he has with greed they that because i loved greed in the original series like the original full metal that diverted off the the uh the manga storyline um mm-hmm but greed, greed and Lin created my favorite character in the entire fu- fucking series. Um, mm. It's it's so fucking good. Uh, <laughs> like I don't think any of the the um, homunculi get enough character development outside of him. Like it's good. I enjoy what they do with most of the characters, especially uh, especially the stuff with lust and envy. Um, mm-hmm. fuck, fuck Envy for being the one that kills goddamn everyone's favorite dad. Yes. <sighs> oh, also, that is where the last Netflix adaptation ends, as they get sucked into gluttony, and oh. then Envy goes all monster form, and the movie just ends. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, it is 100% the most sequel- sequel-baity moment you've ever seen. Also, they're movie. already at that point? How many movies have there been? Two? There's been two. Yeah, that doesn't they're, seem... I'm telling you, these movies are pace. just speed-running the plot. <laughs> yeah. God, that happens so... I guess, no, that's like a midway point, isn't it? Well, yes, but this is like... Because Envy gets taken Full Metal Alchemist... Early. I mean, it's Full Metal Alchemist speed-run any percent. <laughs> Like, that's what they're going for here. <laughs> oh, it's a, oh, it, did you hear there's a skip for the character development? <laughs> it's, oh, it's like someone sat down with the writers of this movie, of these movies, and, like, gave them a copy of the manga, and then, like, 
they took would... half of the pages of each volume and just ripped them out. <laughs> oh my god. And said, you know, make a movie based on this. And they're like, well, it feels like there's some parts missing. And they're like, we don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, enough griping about that nonsense. It, hey, um, you know what? At least it's not a bunch of white people. Yeah. In an, in an anime ad- adaptation. Um, oh, God. Don't <laughs> remind me. Hey, we got <clears throat> One Piece where they're actually basing the um, the lineage of the characters off of Oda's notes. Well, that is a good thing. Yeah. And the whole internet's like, why is Usopp black? He's not supposed to be black. I'm like, look at this from years and years ago when Oda's like, he's from Africa. Uh, why did M. Not Shyamalan make the entire Fire Nation Indian? I, like, <laughs> I think what's most confusing about the fact that he did that was the fact that he's not a white guy. Well, no, he's not. And I can't even really say Indian, because the thing is, is these are just people from that region who come from different countries. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? Okay, taking a break from what we're watching and reading, we're going to put, I guess, She-Hulk talk at the end. Um, not spoilery, but still just running through th- some other stuff. Uh, in mm. case we do say anything spoiler, you can still jump out. Um, but on the topic of racist things that white people have made... Um, <laughs> Most recently, Wizards of the Coast, everyone's favorite, you know, creators of, or I guess, guess holders of D&D, not mm-hmm. really creators, um, released the newest pack, the newest storyline campaign, whatever the fuck it's considered, uh, Spelljammers. Um, in Spelljammers, <laughs> they <laughs> reintroduced a race of sentient monkeys that gained their sentience through slavery. All right, podcast over. Nice talking to you. Have a good week. (laughs) Yep. Now, to their, I guess, I don't know, good for you, whatever, uh, they have since, on all digital formats, removed the racist aspect of the lore um, and have come out and apologized. Um... Oh my, I'm sorry, I just saw the picture. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that part yet. (sighs) Words, 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 etc. and so forth. So, big Uh, fuck you to the writers that, not, not only, no, not only the writers, the writers, the artists, everyone that let this get by and said, hey, you know, that's fine. That's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. There's no re- we obviously nothing's wrong with this. Um, if anything, what I found out is there is not a single black person that works at Wizard and, Wizards of the Coast. I'm More pretty sure. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm actually reading the text that they put in D and D Beyond for this race. I don't want to read any of it out loud just because of the fact that it is it's fucking I'm, horrible. It is terrible, but the images alone. Hmm. Like, I'm sorry. What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, were uh, you thinking? <laughs> no, they were. It was. It was thinking without any kind of, uh, you know, connection to the real world. I guess. Oh, I love this. We failed you, our players and our fans. We are truly sorry. Is part of their 
Mm-hmm. Throughout the 50-year history of Dungeons & Dragons, some of the characters in the game have been monstrous and evil using descriptions that are painfully reminiscent of how real-world groups have been and continue to be denigrated. Uh, we understand the urgency of changing how we work to better ensure a more inclusive game. Here's the thing. Uh, there's been no word about them reissuing new copies to every single person that has bought this, which we have. I I got picked up the, the like special edition for Kim. Um, yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, this is... Oh, earlier in the summer, the Radiant Citadel anthology was notable for having every adventure created by a person of color. That's nice. Uh, maybe you should have kept them around for this one, too. Hmm. The... <laughs> the worst ones... I'm sorry. I did the... I made the mistake of scrolling down to the comments on the Kotaku article. <laughs> oh, I don't want to... I don't even want to know what's in there. Uh, I do see there's a thing saying, tellingly, there isn't a diversity consultant for the... Had, what is it? Hadzo? Hadzoe? I can't pronounce yeah. I don't know how to... Uh, listed in the credits of the Astro Adventures Guide, which would have avoided the error. <laughs> I mean, yes. When when people ask me things like, why does it matter that like companies hire people from different cultural and ethnic backgrounds? It's shit like this. <clears throat> like, they love to go on about, oh, well, you gotta hire the best person for the job. Well, clearly, whoever came up with this wasn't the best person for the job. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> In like 100%, you can have a space monkey race if you do it right, if you don't link it to this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Monkeys are cool. Do you see Dunson Wait. Checks In? Yes. I mean... <laughs> There's one movie about a monkey that can skateboard? I, I just thought it was common knowledge amongst people who just create any kind of content in general that it's probably a bad idea to like relate anything your piece of fiction has to do with monkeys with also black people. <laughs> yeah. Like yep. just just steer like even if you feel like the content you were writing just approaches any part <laughs> of African American or African or Caribbean or just any piece of black culture, if it's even approaching that with like a twenty foot long pole, then you probably need to take a step back like, and no, reevaluate like, your content. Let's not make the monkey <laughs> Rastafarian. Um <laughs> which i think there is isn't there wasn't that one of the characters in the fucking um oh beyond good and evil too i don't know about that but it is a character in the lion king so there's a youtuber i watched recently called foreign man in a foreign Are land you talking about He's yeah, Rafiki, a funky fauna. So, <laughs> <laughs> well foreign man in a foreign land is a youtuber from i believe he's from barbados um, so he's got, you know, he does a lot of commentary on, um, Caribbean heritage and how that's portrayed in American media. And so he goes on about how Rafiki is portrayed in Lion King and the fact that, first of all, the type of monkey that he is, isn't even native to the Savannah of Africa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then despite being in Africa, they chose to give him a Caribbean accent in the first place. And then he was portrayed by an actor who... In this case, at least was black, but isn't of Caribbean descent. <laughs> you, you're making a shocked face. Uh, it looks like the live-action Rafiki was the uh, T'Chaka. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 
not T'Challa, T'Chaka. Um, either way, at least, hey, at least they were like, hey, we're going to make him Rastafarian, Jamaican, whatever, uh, what did you say, Caribbean? I can't remember what you actually said. Yes, um, well, they gave, him a, they gave him a generic Caribbean yeah, accent. Yeah, um, but <laughs> at least it was a black man that was actually voicing him. Could have yes. gotten really bad. Um, no, also, I realized Mandrill, which is Kari Payton, actually voiced him in the Lion Guard, which is kind of cool. Wait, two okay, so it is native to West Central Africa, but not the fucking savannah, though. You don't know. <laughs> hey, you know what? It was just in the in, in an area. Who fucking knows? Um, we never got too serious. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's really good about being like, oh, we are taking this movie takes place in a, a Frenchy looking area. Oh, this place is this is taking place in a uh, not Swedish. What's that thing? Nordic, Nordic looking area. Yeah, I mean Disney has a history of doing that nonsense. I won't even get into. We're not getting into. Oh, I love. <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, that's the thing. The worst. I think the worst part is. I know so many people are like. In a, a, obviously very much agree there is so much horrible shit about how things were done by Disney but those movies are still fucking awesome oh they're they're good stories if I take them in the context that I am watching complete and total fiction in the, this in is the songs fantasy. The, well, the music god damn the music yes well, fantasy in sort of the realm that, like, it's Lord of the Rings fantasy. This is an entirely made-up universe in somebody's head. No one, one tried call to pull it, any cultural inspiration for this. One would call it a Disney world. Yes. Um. <laughs> but I won't, I won't even get on that topic. I'll say, if you want to know more about Aladdin, look up the YouTube channel, Hakeem, and he's got a whole video on that. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> His name's it's just Hakeem. It's just Hakeem. Okay, I just I'd want to put that down so I can try and find it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, where the fuck were we? Oh yeah, that's right. We were talking about D and D's racism. Uh, well yeah, they they supposedly are fixing it at least digitally. Um, at least they were able to recognize after the fact. Uh, mm -hmm. still fucked up, no, nonetheless. Um be nice if they were like hey we're gonna give new copies and shit um god damn i, I mean we we just went from the orcs were black to now we have actual monkeys <laughs> yeah oh um <laughs> do you want to talk about another uh world of racism in video games um on top of the many many reasons why neither of us and you shouldn't either play the new hogwarts game um mm -hmm. I don't remember if it had ever been fully confirmed, but early story conversations basically made it seem like you were having to deal with the uprising of the the um what are the Gringotts people? Are they I believe they're just goblins. Goblins, yeah. <laughs> uprising of the goblins who have been, you know, treated as lesser uh and they are trying to they are basically fighting for equal rights. Um, and your goal is to stop that. Well, yes. I mean, the entire problem with the goblins to begin with is so the way that their the way that their depiction is written in the Harry Potter novels, and then that later translated to movies. I mean, just to make it plain for everyone listening, so I'm not talking in code. They run a bank, and they have long noses. Yep. <laughs> So, 
there's all there is to that. Besides that, there's nothing else that really, besides pointed ears and long noses, there's really nothing that distinguishes them from being humans, from being like very short-statured oh, humans. So it's tiny, not like yeah. these are fantasy goblins with green skin. They're just... Yeah, there's no... They green. literally have just regular... Um, like no weird color, color. Mm-hmm. I don't know, green, purple, anything like that. Yes, and the way that the plot of the books was, or the plot of this game was described to me is like what you said: is they are basically staging an uprising now, sort of a rebellion, um, to prevent themselves from being treated as second-class citizens, and the way that apparently they intend to justify you squashing this rebellion is that goblins eat human children. That sounds like so, <laughs> Um All I can say is if I hope this is a premise that they learn to swing it the other way to turn these plot points into propaganda and to have your character maybe actually learn some shit from that. <laughs> learn not to be a violent, oppressive racist at the end of the day. Um, yeah, hopefully, all I can hope. For. I was gonna say, hopefully, it's a oh, um, we sided with the wrong people. What are we doing? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we should support these people and also start using bathrooms. Um, well, sorry, that's a whole I, other I, thing. That's fine. I canceled an entire video idea I had for our channel recently because I didn't want to do another political piece, but I recently finished Far Cry Six, and the entire point of that game is that you are fighting a revolution. Yeah. But the game goes literally nowhere with that. Um, and ends on a really stupid and sour note. And gives you nothing to work with in that context. Just, hey, you beat a bad guy, yay. The Far Cry <laughs> games are really good with everything about the game in the story up until the payoff. There is n- I've never had a single good payoff game or from no. those games. Um, now am I, have I never played Far Cry 1 and 2? Because those are the, like, the regular ones, um, before open world stuff. No. Have I played Mm -hmm. 3? No. I played 4. I played 5. I played the one in between and the one after. I haven't played 6. 6 is, um, Giancarlo Esposito, right? Yeah. 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 I have interest in it. It, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a fun fucking game, just like the other ones. I mean, it's a very fun game, and to his credit, Giancarlo Esposito is probably the single best character in the game. <laughs> um, for the few brief cutscenes you get where you see him, you can understand that, you know, what he's doing comes from his history and who he has sort of been, who he's been bred to be um, in this scenario, but... The way his character ends up by the end of the game is not great, and I feel like that is Ubisoft's fault in general. This is one of those weird games where they use a premise that is inherently political in nature, but then because they don't want to risk any sales, they stray away from any political themes in the game itself. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, they're really good about that. Um, Goddamn. (laughs) Even the entire one that was just set in America. Yeah. It's like, oh, I mean, you could have gone. The that, same thing happened with Far Cry 5, exactly. They could have gone really hard on that shit, and it was like, eh. 
I mean, the thing, if you're going to have games where your character wages a revolution and goes out and inspires other people to fight it with you, you can't just completely detach yourself from any political themes in that game. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Like, go kill ten bad guys is not how you inspire someone to join your cause. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at? I uh, just got a message. Sorry. Oh. Um, multiple things going on. No, I also wanted to... <laughs> There's one thing people have been talking about recently um, is the fact that uh, Giancarlo Esposito has been kind of typecasted as like certain Hispanic kind of characters or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. He he is in no way Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is Italian mm-hmm. um, and uh, African American. Um, and. That even brings up an odd point for Far Cry 6, because they tried to do this, like, faux Cuban kind of thing. Yeah, it seemed very, um, like, Cuban Missile crisis Well, it's very much the the style of the island you're on, and the style of the main city that takes up a portion of this island, and the people and the culture there is very much influenced by their South American kind of places mostly cuba in this case i mean even the styling on the vehicles on the older vehicles in the game gives that away Mm -hmm. um like the classic car they show off in a lot of trailers is basically just a chevy bel-air which was popular and is still popular in cuba um and this car was built in like the 1940s 50s so oh wow (laughs) but um giancarlo esposito does have a line in one of the cutscenes where he mentions that he is afro yaran and yara being the fake island that this game takes place on so it's very much that call to afro cubans and how they were enslaved and so on and so forth but again knowing that he is not of south american descent that kind of throws that whole thing into the into the mud (laughs) i mean like it's one of those i feel like people are more accepting of him being given the role as opposed to like fucking (laughs) uh did you hear about um james franco's next casting role i have not heard about that um, let's see. Who was he being? Oh, that's right. Uh, Fidel Castro. Oh, I did hear about that. <laughs> and then immediately deleted that information from my brain. Um, yeah, no, <sighs> bad idea. Very bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one being like, oh. And even, like, I think I remember the first person that came out saying something about it was, uh, fucking... My mind's blanking on his name. Luigi. Mm-hmm. John Logazamo. Yeah. And it very much was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why? Because what the fuck? I, why? I have no idea. The thing is, is... <laughs> how is it still? How is it still a thing? The casting is bad for two reasons. One, because, of course, the cultural and ethnic implications of this casting. Mm-hmm. But also because I doubt... I seriously doubt James Franco even knows literally anything about the Cuban revolutions or even just the ideals that Fidel Castro held as a person. (laughs) Um, If you want to talk about Americans who have been propagandized thoroughly to buy the American line about these conflicts and revolutions, anyone in Hollywood fits that bill. (laughs) Um, He is just... Not only is he he not the right person for the cast because of just, oh, well, his skin color, blah, blah, blah. It's 
he's ignorant of the subject material itself. <laughs> and I uh, doubt, given the fact that he played in a movie as ridiculous as... Uh, the Interview? The Interview. Yeah. Like, I get it, The Interview's a funny movie, but... I mean... If you really think the D- DPRK is anything like what the interview tells you it's like, then you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking on that in general, just the fact that this is now, I think, his first first thing he's doing since uh, basically everybody has cut him out of his life because of allegations mm-hmm. brought up against him. Um, confirmed or not, the fact that all of his friends, even the fact that, or especially the fact that... Um, Oh, I can't remember his name. The guy with the laugh. The guy with the Seth laugh. Seth Rogen. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen is very, even was very much like, done. No. No relation with him whatsoever anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I have no interest in seeing anything that man is ever in. <laughs> I barely want to see anything with his brother in it. Mostly because I don't like his brother as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> well... Who knows? All I can say is I hope very much like the Elvis film that came out recently that this film that supposedly has Fidel Castro in it is going to bomb. Um, Man, I that don't is know funny. why you make a movie about Elvis. You just but... made oh, the weirdest connection back to John Leguizamo, by the way. Really? Yeah. Um, the Elvis movie is made by the director of the Romeo and Juliet movie. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, don't even... That movie's incredible. I mean, yes. No, okay. I'm not decrying okay. that movie. Yeah. I mean, the fact is just interesting. But, no, that movie is amazing. And if you want oh, to introduce anyone a fucking... of horny, drug-addled teenagers to Romeo and Juliet, then that's how you do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, like, my normal go-to, it used to be for the longest time, if you want to experience something that is Shakespeare, watch this movie. Um, being not much uh, uh, much ado about nothing, which mm-hmm. I will always love that movie. But now I'll be like, I'll let you borrow it or find a way of you experiencing it without having to give any money to uh, fucking Joss Whedon. Because um, mm-hmm. again, great movie that tells the entire thing in in the normal speech of uh, Shakespeare mm-hmm. without it being because you know they've done so many things where it's like modern day with normal talking, but then you have. Romeo and Juliet and Much Do About Nothing both still just being that regular. Was it Iamic yeah. Pentameter or something? Well, Iamic Pentameter is one of the tools he used, yes. I don't know. But, was, yeah, um, just his, the, his this Shakespearean speech. The thing is, a lot of the Shakespeare plays we read today are actually done in a kind of modern English. Yeah. People have a confusion between Old English, what's called Middle English, and Modern Day English. Um... Shakespeare's plays were written, a lot of them were written in modern day English, and they've since been translated to a language we can recognize and understand. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. Um, side note, random thing. Uh, sad, happy news. Um, the Emmys, I guess the Emmys happened, or at least the animated side of Emmys. Um, Chadwick Boseman was uh, awarded the uh, Emmy for Marvel's What If post posthumous mm-hmm. posthumous i can't say words posthumously yeah <laughs> posthumously never sounds right what what was that even for he played t'chaka as star lord oh no no i know but i want to know what the actual reward is called it looks like it's just oh. voiceover work but 
Michelle Nounis is in the category are Jeffrey Wright, F. Murray Abram. Oh, it must be specific voiceover. Huh. Man, we're not even going to start getting into... Outstanding character voiceover performance. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm sure there's, uh, knowing the internet, there's people arguing that somebody else should have won, but fuck them. Um, Listen, if you're so petty that you're going to take an award away from a dead man. Literally, if you scroll down to the bottom of the, the Gizmodo article, it, somebody commented, why? The performance wasn't anything special. Um, the performance was special for the fact that he was dead when the performance went live. <laughs> <laughs> he was alive when it was performed. Um, <laughs> God damn it! Um, yeah, these fucking people, man. I'm. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna reel it in. I'm not going there. <laughs> we can't. No, believe me, I'm the one that's been pushing. We keep getting onto these topics because of me. Um. Oh, no. It's been officially confirmed. Sorry, I haven't been on the internet much this weekend. But it was officially confirmed <laughs> that the DC fandom isn't happening this year. I can't understand why. <laughs> when you cancel or postpone every movie you have besides the one that I don't know if... Are you going to see Black Adam? I might see Black Adam. Um, I mean, I get to see it technically for free. Because I'm already paying a subscription yes. thing for it anyway. I mean, I'll put it this way. I Seeing Zac Efron in this role in Shazam was actually really good because I was not a fan of anything Zac Efron was in. Nope. That's he was, not Zac he Efron. was okay. Not Zac Efron. Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> it's uh, Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi. Okay. And also, fuck you, Chuck is amazing. <laughs> I didn't watch Chuck, so whatever, but... Seeing an actor come from, you know, a comedy role and sort of brighten up the DC Extended Universe in this way Literally. was refreshing. Um, we finally got a humorous, funny movie that didn't do it by trying to be edgy or anything like that. And so, really, if they're going to continue this franchise, I think Black Adam is the way to go. That being said, I don't know if Dwayne Johnson is the best cast for Black Adam, I think this is kind of one of those things where they're just trying to bank a movie on name recognition alone at this point. Um, that being said, there have been roles that The Rock has actually been good in in certain movies. Not a lot of them, but some of them. Um, but Black Adam as a comic character does have a tragic backstory that leads him mm -hmm. to being a sort of villain to then being sort of a hero as well. Um, and in, from what I've seen in the trailers, it looks like they're playing with that a bit. So, who knows? Is it going to be as funny as the first movie? Probably. Is it going to have some darker overtones now that Black Adam is being introduced? More than likely. Um, but if this is the one thing that DC has going for them, they, <laughs> they need to up their game and kind of knock it out of the park at this point. Um... I mean, I don't know how other people feel about it. I've almost lost faith entirely in their ability to make decent movies. <laughs> so, it's. I don't think they're gonna. Anything is go good going to come. Hold on, let me reword my words. 
I don't think anything good is going to come from DC until everything settles down with the current merger in the people that are currently stripping them for parts. Um, Because it really is anything that I was excited for or had any interest in whatsoever is gone or Mm -hmm. something has happened in one way or the other that has made me lose that interest. Um, Mm. For instance, The Flash... Mm-hmm. everything I had going for that movie immediately, immediately over the last year, more and more just been like, oh, I kind of just don't oh no, I'm definitely not, yeah um, and the fact that they have said nothing the fact that they have not come out to say anything about what they've been doing, up until the <laughs> fact that they're worried that the movie's not going to come out um, it really is like, oh, I'm I'm doing horrible things. Not going to comment on my actions. <laughs> oh, I could lose out on making money. Let me say something. Let's, you know what, fucking Nate. Let, let's get through these really upsetting things real quick. Um, oh yes, man, yeah, that's right. I so uh, yes, I last week, week before, can't remember. Time means nothing. Um, Live, live reacted to the the opening night live. Uh, their big one last thing, because let's be honest, the majority of the night was not that great. That's kind of why I never cut it down and put it on the YouTube, because it's a very boring live stream. It's me not having any reaction, basically. Um, which is upsetting. <laughs> I, I, maybe two or three things that I was already excited for got shown off, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> but we got the re, the re-unveiling as the last thing for Dead Island 2. Um, which is coming out in February. Like, that fucking thing was announced, like, a decade ago. Um, But we're finally getting it. I know that was... Was that the one... Was it you and Dave that played through that? Or did he play it with Reed? I'm sorry, which game is this again? Dead Island 2. Dead Island 2. You're the one that wrote this on the fucking thing! (laughs) I'm sorry. A lot of Dead Island... um, Dead games. A lot of Dead Zombie games, A lot of Dead Island I did end up playing with Dave. A lot of this I ended up playing solo as well. Um, but Dead Island is still, still to this day, it's a fun game in its own right. Um, that being said, when Dead Island 2 was announced all those years ago and we got that amazing trailer for it, yeah. um, it's a very it just kind of trailer. dropped off the face of the goddamn earth. So, <laughs> Well, that was a big... Um, the developer, I think, went under, got bought out by somebody, correct? I believe so. Dead Island Dev. Who was that? Dead Island was published. Oh, that was Deep Silver. Yeah, Deep Silver in Techland. Um, mm-hmm. I believe Fully is gone, or are they still around? According to this, they're still around. Mm-hmm. Techland, Techland is still around. Wait, Techland did. Hold on. Techland did Dead Island and Dying Light? Yes. No wonder I can't keep them fucking straight. <laughs> so, the really the thing that was added to Dying Light was just the parkour yeah. mechanics, which still became um, stayed a big thing as well. Yes. Other than that, the game was very much the same combat wise as Dead Island was, with the exception of being able to really, really get into modifying your weapons. <laughs> so I can only assume that the ownership of the prod of the actual um ip for dead island was owned by deep silver because mm. techland didn't do 
Let me double check this, but from what I saw, it doesn't look like Techland worked on this. Yeah, Dead Island Definitive Edition in 2016 was the last mm -hmm. thing they did. Um, it looks Deep Silver like... most recently worked on with Saints Row. Well, Deep <clears throat> Silver also is a game that, or a publisher that um, no longer exists in its original <laughs> uh, original state. I believe it is now owned. Um, yeah, Play On. They used to be Play On, which used to be Coke Media, uh, which has also been. Uh, purchased by Embracer Group, a.k.a. THQ Nordic. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just more to THQ Nordics. Or Embr Embracer sorry, Embracer. <laughs> we are uh, embracing everything, everything you love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, to a certain extent, I support it because they have been able to bring back certain um, games and, and other IPs or whatever that people have been hoping for a return from. Because um, mm -hmm. most recently they did just, they picked up Coffee Stain, uh, I'm a big fan of Coffee Stain. Coffee Stain are the ones that put out um, everyone's favorite Goat Simulator. Um, soon, putting out Goat Simulator 3, because who needs to? Um, <laughs> but yeah, they now own PlayOn, who is goddamn Deep Silver, Flying Wild Hog, Milestone, Raven's Court, Splatter, Connect, Vertigo Games, Warhorse Studios, so many things. Hmm. <laughs> Holy shit, they own Saber Interactive? Seems like they own a lot now. They own everything, THQ Nordic. Uh, the biggest one, in my opinion, is Gearbox. They own Gearbox now. Uh, it's mm. been, I think it's been a little while now, maybe? Founded, acquired... Oh yeah, 2021. Mm-hmm. 2021. Um, which is funny, because Gearbox and Aspire, I think work together on some of the uh, Borderlands games. I think bringing them to PC. Maybe. I don't know everything. I'm just a guy that talks on the internet about bullshit. Um, <laughs> anyway. What what else we got news-wise, Nate? Well, what we have so far, so let's, just some rapid-fire stuff. Not, no, no more. We've had enough of, of these kind of things. <laughs> no. I wanted to talk about that one. Why? Because... <laughs> It is a sad, hilarious story. All right, developer fine. going completely bad shit. Um, but um, anyway, this sort of just rapid fire basic stuff at the top here. So, Halo Infinite. Um, people have already heard about this, but in case you haven't, uh, the local co-op was canceled. So, no There's more of that. Uh, we are still getting co-op. We are still getting the campaign yeah. co-op, um, mission-based selection, all that kind of stuff. We can replay levels. Uh, which is weird saying that, but like there are certain story mm -hmm. things that happen in the open world that get cut off once you finish them, um, which also makes it really fucking hard to get all the skulls. Thankfully, yes. I opened an, uh, a guide before I played through the levels. <laughs> well, the other thing that they have announced is the next season of, I guess, Unlockables is being delayed as well. So the next season pass um, is getting pushed back. Um but the only reason I brought this up is a lot of people are very unhappy with Halo Infinite still right now. Um, they haven't done the one thing that we keep suggesting to them, which is tie the progression to your actual match performance rather than these ridiculous challenges that you get three of at a time. And some of them you, you have to jump to different game modes and all over the fucking place to complete. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the, the state of Halo Infinite is just not looking great right now. <laughs> 
Um, those who are faithful to it, I mean, Soldier 1, keep playing a game you love playing, but th for the rest of us who are not massive Halo fans, who aren't into competitive arena first-person shooters like that, who just want a better story out of Halo, or just a better experience out of Halo in general, um, we're just dissatisfied with it. I mean, I can't... The last time I played Halo Infinite was me and some guys on a Discord server got together for just a community game night, and all we did was play these ridiculous custom games we made ourselves. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, as somebody that is a huge Halo fan and has literally played all besides the War games, because fuck those games, um, <clears throat> I, I barely touch it. I never finished a campaign. Um, part of it really was because I missed playing with somebody. Um... And it's just, it's one of those things where I love the multiplayer, but I kind of just fell off. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big multiplayer fan. No. And uh, they have... it's Minecraft. <coughs> I mean, when we learned that Halo Infinite wasn't going to have co-op at the start, I believe this was 343 severely underestimating what a large portion of their player base actually desired to play the game Yeah, in a co-op fashion. And the fact that... You can't really release something that you're going to say is new and a continuation and even sort of a hearkening back to older Halo games if one of the things you do is remove a feature that was essential for a lot of people to enjoy yeah. those games. Now, I'll admit, like, in all honesty, um, the campaign co-op, the local co-op, local split screen in every sense has not been in it for quite some time now. Um, yeah. I believe it does start, unfortunately, with everything 343 has done. Um, mm -hmm. I think 4... I believe 4 had split-screen, but it was also very bad. In all, I'll be completely honest, it ran like shit. Um, yes. That was back at the time where um, when we would play, uh, our friends... Uh, our friend Lou would play with somebody, co-op, split-screen, multiplayer, mm -hmm. and depending on the level it would be horrible if they were one because that was back like there was some some levels that were like forge based but made yeah. by bungie or but made by 343 um mm. and those levels just ran like shit and they had the oh, higher yeah. the higher model of the the xbox at the time um mm -hmm. so it it really is one of those we see where 343 kind of fails on some of those aspects um interesting mm -hmm. i love the games themselves have been great the the way that they play have been great. There are certain aspects that I just don't think they're they're good at, and I wish that yeah. they could bring somebody in to help with them with that. Uh, maybe with the fact that Microsoft has so many developers at this point, maybe we could split. I as dumb as it sounds, maybe we could get a uh, a Call of Duty style multi teams, mm -hmm. multiple games in development or working on different different aspects of the game. Um, yeah. I would love that. I mean, hell, they're as long as things go through, they are going to own uh, th those teams. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and still, I know we didn't put it in the news, but in, in from uh, Phil Spencer himself has said we'll continue to be on uh, PlayStation beyond mm -hmm. their initial agreements, uh, the initial like contract that they had with uh, Activision. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Sad Which, news, but hey. Yeah, that is what it is. Um, who knows? All I can say is I hope Halo Infinite gets better, but that remains to be seen. <laughs> um, 
moving on from that, uh, so anyone excited for Splatoon 3, if you got access to the beta and you modded any part of that beta, you're already banned. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the way that they put it in these articles is Splatoon 3 cheaters did get banned before the game even came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Nintendo tracked this through their online play where they looked at game files that were actively running during the playtime for everyone playing the beta. And if you somehow injected code or ran a mod in any way during that beta, you can no longer play Splatoon 3 multiplayer, period. You just cannot play it. I'm interested Um, to see what happens to... I don't know if you've also seen the other story (laughs) of the guy that got a copy early. Um, He's already played through and posted the entire, like, single-player storyline. Oh, yeah. Well... In that case, I think it's it's up to Nintendo's discretion there. It'd be a kind of shitty thing if they just kept them from playing entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, us working at a game retailer in the past, we know that how people get copies of games early when they're not supposed to have those copies of those games. Um, we know how people do get legitimate early copies of games as well and play them. Mm-hmm. But um, getting a copy early... And playing it beforehand, if you're not authorized to do that, can get you in some serious trouble. Um, and depending on how far you go with it, can even get you in serious legal trouble as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's entirely up to Nintendo's discretion. Nintendo has never been the best with copyright or just giving leniency to people who leak stuff early. Um, they try to keep their cards close to their chest, and they do go after people who leak pretty much anything from yeah. them. Yeah. Um, Which is why so, there are certain people that, once they started working directly with the company, weren't as big on the leaks. Um, yeah. No, the only thing that, that I question here is the accuracy of these bans. Um, I expect that a large part of this process was automated, and we know how accurate algorithms are. They are less akin to, you know, rifles and more akin to shotguns. <laughs> and so, <laughs> they... Uh, you know, what I question here is, say, you know, I'm a guy who, you know, played the Splatoon 3 beta and I happened to be in a server where someone was running a mod or a hack or something like that. Now am I at risk of getting banned from playing Splatoon 3 as well? Wait, Those are, are the kinds of things. Okay. I was I'm not say, talking about saying, myself personally. Did you play? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm talking about this as, you know, a hypothetical here. Um, so, quick question. I know we're trying to rapid mm-hmm. fire. I want to, we can go through these yeah. last couple real fast. Um, do you still have a Switch? Yes. Okay, alright. I just want to see who is actually going to be able to play Splatoon, because I'm like, I kind of want to do it. I kind of want to get into it this time. I wouldn't be opposed to playing it. Um, I've dabbled in it a bit in the past when I was able to play it on other people's consoles, and Splatoon is a yeah. fun game in its own right. Yeah. We've talked about that. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage did get leaked, and then because of the leak... <laughs> We Ubisoft just had to go ahead and announce it. Now, whether so or not... Gonna... Sorry. What? Go ahead. I was going to say, whether, <laughs> whether or not the uh, the announced Ubisoft Forward is actually going to just be focused on that, whole other thing, but mm-hmm. there is one on September 10th talking more about eight, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, yes. Which isn't the weird, open-worldy, uh, all-encompassing, forever platform mm-hmm. that we think it should be. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's from what we've heard, it's going to be, take place in a much more condensed game world, mm-hmm. um, which you know is a good 
good thing in one aspect and a bad thing in another, but that remains to be seen. We do know that the protagonist of this game was actually a side character in Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what we've seen in the one sort of piece of artwork or screenshot or cover art they've released so far is that it's very much sort of Arabian themed. Um, which harkens back all the way to like AC1 where you're playing Altair and that kind of stuff. Um, but this one looks to be take place more in that region of the world rather than where Altair was, was kind of in the middle of Crusades when that part of the world was mostly being destroyed. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? I know there are people out there who love Assassin's Creed. I keep trying to find a reason to get back into it. I've got uh, Origins. I've got uh, the fucking one where he plays a Spartan. I can't remember the name of. <laughs> uh, uh... It's another O. Another Odyssey. Odyssey. There we go. <laughs> Super Mario um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll get back into them. I kind of fell off Assassin's Creed when it strayed more from what I remember as its roots in AC1 and AC2. Yeah, but you love Black um, Flag. I do love Black Flag. Um, Black Flag then still didn't have sort of the super heavy RPG mechanics that the other games do. Um, and the last bit of news here... Um, I'll try not to spend a huge amount of time on this because it's kind of shitty, but there is a developer of a game called Domino, which is an indie game that is still available on Steam. Um, it's, I guess, from what I know about it, it's sort of like a gladiatorial game focusing Mm -hmm. on, like, Roman history. But the developer of it is a very weird guy. And he's weird because he makes his patch notes, but he doesn't make them like everybody else does. So, stepping back a bit, so you know something about this developer, this developer is actually banned from his own Steam community forum. He cannot post on his own forum. (laughs) Um, And he was banned for harassment, amongst other things. Well, it turns out what he does is he uses his patch notes to post a lot of dumb shit. Mostly transphobic rants or rants about political things very right-wing kind of guy, which Mm -hmm. isn't a fault in and of itself. It's the way he gets it out there and the kind of things he says. Um, He uses slurs to refer to trans people, which I will not repeat here, but um, he's overall a a very bigoted guy. Well, recently, because I follow Jim Stephanie Sterling on YouTube, which, great content creator, by the way, if you haven't followed them, go watch Jimquisition. Amazing YouTube show. Um where I get a lot of my news that I talk about here from, but Jim made a video based on this developer. Um, Well, after that happened, this developer started going after Jim Stephanie Sterling's Twitter account um, because Jim Stephanie Sterling was kind of subtweeting the guy. This guy basically begged for attention from Sterling (laughs) for like an entire day on Twitter to the point he then got himself suspended from Twitter. (laughs) God, And the funniest part of this is Jim Stephanie Sterling in no way directly replied to this man at any point. Never talked to him directly, simply talked about him. Um, it's just funny to me seeing someone in the games industry walk down the path of self-destruction and never knowing when to stop. Especially like they're digging themselves a hole, someone is handing them a ladder to get out of that hole, and somehow they just keep finding more shovels. So, and that's exactly what this guy did. He is buried so deep, I doubt his game is going to continue to do really anything 
on Steam at this point. Um, he's kind of ostracized himself from the entire community. Mm-hmm. And even his own players don't like him. Like, people on his forum who actually enjoy his game do not like him as a person. And some of them have even kind of said, I regret purchasing this game now. Oh, wow. Like, I just don't want to even have this in my Steam library anymore. (laughs) Um, Because of the awful things you say, and the fact that every time you put a patch on this game, I have to scroll down and look at your patch notes and try to find out what you actually did to the game, but then go through all the rest of your crap, too. Um, And that got a lot of people asking, like, what was the question? The big question was why? Of all the places you could post this nonsense, why do it in your official patch notes for your game? And it turns out he just ran out of platforms to do it on. <laughs> he yeah. had nowhere else he could put this stuff. He couldn't put it on his forum. He can't put it on Twitter anymore. So his patch notes are where he ran to do it. And uh, it's unfortunate for you know people who do enjoy his games or players of his games. But all I can say at this point is I'm glad he shut down. And I hope this sends a message to not just game developers or game publishers, but the rest of the gaming community in general that... We're coming to a point where this kind of behavior really just isn't tolerable anymore. Um, People are just done putting up with that kind of thing. And so, who knows? All I can say to him is, you know, I guess best wishes if you happen to come out of this crazy nonsense funk that you're in. But other than that, I just, I I hope you stay gone. (laughs) Yep. All right. So that's everything news-wise. And just because I want to do that. Man, I wouldn't do this fast. Um, We're not going to go into it super much. We're going to do some surface level. Just talk of the first three episodes. Like I said, no spoilers. But She-Hulk has been running for three weeks now. Nate, how do you feel? What do you think? Where are you you feeling coming down on this Disney Plus show? Uh, This one I actually like a lot. Um, I like it better than I liked Hawkeye. No, oh, okay. Um, I like this one a little better than Captain America. Even what was um, what is your top like the top three on that? Is it the like top three. Loki, WandaVision? Pretty much, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I would say Loki is probably my top top one. WandaVision would definitely be number two. Um. What if is probably number three. Really, I'm so yeah. glad you did that. There's what if does not get the love it deserves. Um, so, do you think this falls right under what if for you? Probably yeah. yes. Okay, I would say this falls right under what if for awesome. me. Awesome. I've never been a huge fan of legal dramas, mm. um, and that's because there's not enough very... superheroes. <laughs> well, no, there's a very strange thing that happened to me as a child. I used to go to a friend's house and it was actually his grandparents' house and they would watch Matlock literally all the time. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> me and you have two very different opinions on Matlock. <laughs> Matlock was the shit, all right? Matlock was <laughs> Matlock was all right, but as like a 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid, you can't ask me if I understood anything that was going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god no but um no legal dramas can be great in their own right i think the last episode took that legal drama thing and really played with it to a great extent and actually made it interesting and fun yeah on both um, sides the a and b plot yes um people have opinions about this show that we're not going to get into except yes. for maybe the cgi which gets a little yes the cgi gets a little wonky at times but that's cgi in general in a big thing, a lot of people have been posting a specific video of that where mm-hmm. immediately people are calling out the fact that it's like, hey, you still have motion smoothing on on your TV. 
what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, yeah. So it's basically people calling this guy out for just watching everything shittily. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it, it, where it comes down on the CGI, I give no fucks for two reasons. One, it is a TV show. It is a TV show. This is oh. not a, a single movie that all the budget can be evenly shared throughout. This is mm-hmm. There are going to be episodes that the budget was used for certain things to make it look better. Just like any episode of a, of a regular TV show where like, oh, the Flash looks like he's running a lot better in this instead of when he looks like a rubber doll. Um, number two, <laughs> number two on that is I grew up watching Reboot. Fuck you, this is great CGI. <laughs> oh god, the era of Reboot level CGI, or even like Beast Wars CGI, everything. The best. Everything the was best. smeared in baby oil. And we loved it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I I absolutely have been loving the show. Um, it is because it, it like obviously it's a very different category from something from uh, like a a WandaVision Loki. Um, mm-hmm. It is probably closest in tone to, I guess the more com- the comedic side of um, Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, like even the comedy is it's a it, it is a comedy show. It is a comedy show that happens to also be a superhero lawyer show. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they were very upfront about don't expect <laughs> a, a serious drama out of this. Um, they can have their serious moments. And they can also have wonderful fourth wall breaks. Um, mm-hmm. Wonderful guest stars like Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, and some of the best, out of, two out of three, two out of three of the, the end credit scenes. Do we only, are there only three episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, two out of three of the end credit scenes have been like top tier end credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Captain America, folks. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. I'm I'm very excited to see. I believe it's nine episodes. So I I think mm-hmm. this is a good like pop in. Be like, this is what we like so far. At the first mm-hmm. third of the series. Um, in I mean, the way it's set up could very well be a boom season one boom season two throwing in the the lawyer drama on top of the superhero drama um yeah there's one thing i want to talk spoilery but we're going to do that at another time uh mm-hmm. that you will only be able to hey maybe who knows i might just wait until next week to record it and let's do it later because we you know mm-hmm. I do whatever um that we can talk about later but yeah no i like i said love it um i think tatiana muslani is fan fucking tastic uh yeah I love the side characters, uh, like her best friend, Pug, um, the other lawyer in the in the B plot of this episode of the third episode. Um, mm-hmm. I love him in everything. He is always <laughs> the greatest. He is a perfect doofy, doofy character. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we talked about earlier with Noe, uh, I love doofy characters. Um, <laughs> doofy characters with big hearts. Uh, yeah. Um, well, it just, I don't know. I was going to say that, um, for those of you wondering sort of about what the draw, sort of the two main draws of the show are, um, of course you have the superhero aspect from just it being Marvel and having heroes in it, but the two main sort of things that sort of will bring you into the show if you're a plot person like I am, or just a theme person like I am, the first major theme the show deals with is identity. 
and how Jen Walters deal with now deals with these new superhuman abilities she has and how she has to portray herself. And the other theme it deals with, um, why did I just completely lose my train of thought? <laughs> I said being a woman. In um, well, yes, b- being a woman is a big part. Of, oh, this was the other thing. Um, the reason why this is a legal drama is we are now seeing how law works in the MCU. There's <laughs> um, a whole fact, new division just for it. it. It's a whole new division for it at this law firm. It's a whole new way that the law has to reorient itself in the MCU to deal with this idea that they're now superpowered people and they can do things that normal people cannot do. And even how law works across, say, the rest of society versus essentially a superhuman community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so that's very interesting to see as well. Will it, is it going to go like big brain lawyer on us at any point where you have to crack open a textbook to find out what they're talking about? I don't know, but I doubt it. Um, that being said, I'm glad that we're seeing more of the Hulk in the MCU period because the Hulk has gotten very, very bad treatment, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's a good show so far. Um, you've got three episodes of it to watch now. Fourth episode will be out Thursday. Thursday. Extra day as opposed to Wednesday, like every other Marvel show. God damn you, Disney. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, super excited. I can't wait. I hate time. Time takes too long to get the things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before we go? Um, Not really. I'm watching Star Wars Rebels again. So Ooh, that's again, cool. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never finished it, so I'm just starting it over. Um, I gotta find a new anime to watch. <laughs> but I'm watching that in preparation for the next season of The Bad Batch, which is coming up, and then eventually Andor. And Ahsoka, so, eventually, too. Yeah, and Ahsoka. Um, so. Kim still needs to finish uh, Rebels. Um, they stopped. I can't remember. They're somewhere in season two. Um, so before it gets really cry uh, yeah. <laughs> No. And Kennedy Tartakovsky, wherever you are, please make more things. <laughs> oh, he's still doing things. Um, as yeah. far as I've seen, HBO hasn't canceled Primal Season whatever. Um, or his other show, the Unicorn Witch bullshit thing that I was excited for <laughs> that I can't remember the name of because it looks cool. Plus, it's just him. But yeah. Anyway. Hey. How are you? What's up? Thank you for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco. If you like what we do, like hearing us, seeing us, just generalness uh you can find us everywhere space time taco you can find me everywhere time lord burrito you can find him one place just one place we're working on it (laughs) (laughs) find me on twitter at a little teapot uh all that you can also we have a patreon we are working on it making it better uh things take time things take energy because most of my energy right now is that's right nate we are less than 60 days away from extra life to 2022 go. um we're and if have... you want to see us do goofy stuff on extra life please please comment send us stuff on our discord on our twitter whatever it is all the ads incorporate it there we go we've got ideas uh and hey if you see any links and posts about it help get the word out share it i can't do the link we already talked about this it doesn't really move and follow my hand um <laughs> but yeah uh check us out Check it out, share, donate if you can. All the money is going to uh, Children's Miracle Network, 
hospitals, specifically the Johns Hopkins Children's Center in Maryland, um, as somebody that has had a heart surgery at Johns Hopkins, maybe. I think the second one was Johns Hopkins. At least it was uh, two people <laughs> from there. Um, big fan. Big fan. I'm alive. Uh, <laughs> 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 so yeah, check that out. That is going to be the Halloween weekend, October 30th, or 29th and 30th, starting at 8 a.m., running till 8 a.m., I am going to get at least an hour of sleep during that 24 hours. <laughs> Nate will fall asleep about 1 o'clock and wake up as I'm saying, Hey, it's the end. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> go inside and play video games. 